I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. Using tech solutions to make the process of lending cheaper and more certain for bankers and other lenders could lead to a virtuous expanding circle of lending, improving financial inclusion and leading to economic expansion. A rising tide of growth that floats all boats, perhaps. Better risk management and understanding more about the customer would be just a couple of the benefits. So, just what can tech do to help make lending more viable for banks? Rajesh Majanka, Managing Director, CEO and Co-Founder, Kia.ai, explains. It's a very relevant question, Robin, from a perspective of how technology helps uh, broaden the scope of lending from a perspective of allowing banks and lending firms to manage small loans profitably because one of the largest costs in lending tends to typically be the face-to-face discussions in the conventional process or that was followed earlier. So with the whole concept of digital lending, we have various components that reduce the cost drastically. One of them is, of course, the loan origination being automated through digital lending solutions, including the underwriting process. And in this, what we involve is the aspect of machine learning algorithms that can assess the applicant's credit worthiness in automated manner by analyzing data points across the board that would involve, let's say, aspects such as credit history that we can get from APIs, the aspect of income validation, and then looking at uh, what we call as alternative data sources, which would include, for example, in cases of small and medium-sized businesses, the aspects of tax returns, etc., as well as VAT data. And in case of uh, personal loans, it would involve aspects such as social media activity that is anyway in public media to assess various data points of that customer. And so it eliminates the need for a manual review overall and speeds up the approval process. So this in itself cuts down a large part of the cost as such. The other aspect is to broaden the scope of how you access the loans because The more number of digital channels you involve, you are able to bring down the cost of managing the loan, which would mean, for example, enabling the loans through offers, pre-approved offers on online banking, etc., mobile banking, where uh, these are predetermined based on credit history, and these are offered as such, and customer can avail of them. But importantly, when we look at the whole underwriting process and the compliance process, these are the two areas where costs are added up in a loan approval process. Here you have the digital identity verification, which today you could do through various means in terms of eKYC, video KYC, et cetera. And also taking in documents that you could do optical character recognition to verify the digital identity of the person. And then applying tools that would do analytics. These tools would look at areas to say that from an investor perspective, the underwriter, is able to assess the risk and various uh, market data elements, such as you know exposure to particular customer segments, exposure to geographies, et cetera, that would help them clearly put out portfolios that are specific to that segment to be able to lend. Then is about the risk management aspect. You look at tools that can help you uh, with the predictive analytics and creating stress testing models that can create pre-approved models to say that particular types of profiles can be approved readily without going through a manual uh, authentication. And that would drastically bring down the cost of uh, lending. In terms of small loans, uh, what is also changing, because what I explained now is the banking process. 
But if you look at fintechs, fintechs are able to offer peer-to-peer lending models, for example, where you've eliminated the need for putting an institution behind because the person lending can be in touch with one another. The lending platforms and alternative lenders can straight away connect with the borrowers, uh, connect the borrowers with the investors or the institutional lenders and get that overall cost of overheads that are there uh, drastically reduced. But importantly, you find nowadays the use of uh, blockchain technology and smart contracts that also are being used to reduce the cost of the management of small loans. So this in a nutshell, I guess, is something that can bring down the cost. And the last point I want to add here is the element of uh, using cloud infrastructure. Uh, If you were to host this on a paper use model or or, uh, things such as that, firms that do small lending can base the size of the cloud infrastructure uh, on the volumes that they are managing. So you don't have an added capex cost necessarily that is on the balance sheet uh, as a cost overall. It is something that is varying based on the amount of loans they uh, process. I'm going to encapsulate, if I may, a lot of what you've just said and say that automation of the process brings down the cost because if a bank's making a small loan or a large loan, the actual overhead cost of making that loan is broadly similar. If you automate the process, that cost comes down. That's what I hear you tell me. At the same time, you've got systems in place or systems being introduced which make it easier for a bank or a fintech to quantify the risk of a given loan. They understand more about the situation they're getting into. Just to add to that, there are the key elements that uh, firms need to be adhering to, which is the regulatory compliance. So if you were to look at uh, new laws that are across the world now, which is in terms of uh, data privacy, and regulatory compliance. These are the two elements that technology addresses better than any manual process. So again, the cost of compliance drastically reduces overall. So yeah, that's the way in which I think lending can be made cost-effective for small loans. Can you go a little bit further into what it is that AI does that changes the lending calculus? When we look at uh, artificial intelligence, number of efficiencies that you can draw from it. Because you are able to process uh, large volumes of data, the speed and efficiency of managing the process of sanctioning or loans, underwriting, etc. is high. And that would, of course, bring down the cost. But importantly, when we look at it, the firm is able to use AI to be able to enhance the speed and efficiency of loan processing. Uh, another important element is to say that when you look at the ability to market these loans, you know, sometimes you go through an origination process and you put a proposal across. And for that proposal to be accepted by the customer, there is a need to bring across the elements that are very personalized for the customer to accept the loan. Because mind you, he or she might be sitting on a marketplace accessing this, or there may be a choice of loans. So using artificial intelligence, they're able to provide hyper-personalization, where based on the customer profile, their preferences, you are able to make sure that the offer of loan that you've given is able to meet their requirement, whether it is the type of EMI given or the various uh, bullet payments offered, etc. Importantly, when you look at areas from a risk perspective, the entire part of credit risk assessment is managed very well by artificial intelligence because you are going through uh, what I used earlier, the word is alternative data. And uh, these would be with regards to looking at credit reports, uh, various transaction logs that we may have as histories or other sources of data, like I mentioned, 
of VAT, etc., that is available, accessing social media profiles, etc., to be able to look at patterns and identify whether this correlates to any other uh, behavioral pattern of other borrowers who may have either been good or bad borrowers and sort of profile them. That way, you are managing your overall credit loss as such from a, the stage of proposal itself. An important part is also to look at the aspect of uh, fraud detection. So artificial intelligence is used for analyzing the whole data of transactions and the customer's behavior patterns earlier to make sure that we are able to highlight any potential frauds. When we look at the alternative data, you could also look at, let's say, for example, data that you have from other sources with regards to utility bills, uh, rent payments, etc. that may be captured from the statement of accounts that the customer may have given. So optical character recognition again uses AI, but beyond that, you're able to assess the data in detail to bring out these inferences for underwriting process. And of course, you have the ability to do ethical lending because a key part of lending globally that's now becoming obvious is to say that to ensure that there is no discrimination in lending or there may be certain areas where the firm may have prioritized lending as well. So if you are able to bring those data elements across, you are making sure that the ethical lending part also is taken care of. And I think uh, a last important point is to look at how you continuously monitor the customer's behavior. So AI is not just used for the underwriting process or approval, but through the process of payments, you keep assessing the customer's information to make sure that if you want to create a higher drawing power for pre-approved offers later, you are able to look at the continuous monitoring of the behavior patterns of the customer. I think one of the important parts is also to make sure that you have the tools that are available as, for example, AI being used in chatbots to guide through the gamification of the lending process. So you have various channels, like I mentioned, the mobile banking, online banking, you may have kiosks. Now you might also talk about using the metaverse, for example. All those places, you need to have the customer journeys being automated. So in these ways, I think artificial intelligence does uh, impact the lending calculus, so to say, in making sure that there are higher efficiencies. I'm going to ask you to turn philosophical now because everything we've said would lead me to believe that banks and fintechs are going to be able to lend to more people with more certainty. The bottom line, if you're a lending institution, is you want to be sure you're going to get the money back. What is the key importance of expanding inclusion? Obviously, it is something that is an economic good for a country, but it's good for the business as well, isn't it? Yes. When we look at the expanding of inclusion, we've seen drives from various developing economies and also developed economies in terms of financial inclusion being driven through the aspect of enhancing the ability for people to get access to credit. So when we look at what credit enhancement can drive, it is typically, for example, reduction of poverty. Inclusion will ensure that there is uh, equitable growth across the spectrum of masses. And importantly, when we look at economy growing, it does mean that economy to grow will need access to capital to spur the economic growth. This includes businesses, small businesses, as well as individuals to be able to have access to credit. So when we look at these areas, uh, there is a lot of innovation that has come through in terms of driving uh, the expansion of inclusion per se. If we were to look at expansion of Inclusion, it has to be through two-pronged approach. One is to make sure that the 
risk mitigation is there where you look at technology being used for the advanced risk assessment where you look at like i said earlier algorithms that can scan large volumes of data and make sure that the inferences are used to give intelligent decisions the next part is to make sure that you have detection of fraud being done using artificial intelligence and the third element being that you are saying that you know there is a real time monitoring of all data that you use through technology for the lending being done so that you are able to get data in terms of which segments are profitable which segments are risky and what customer segment can you target for the highest profitable loan portfolios but from a perspective of who funds it as investors it is important for any ex inclusion plan to make sure that investors are protected whether it is the government who is underwriting it or whether it is non profitable firms or those who do it for profit making sure that they have enough information through these tools for the portfolio reporting where is their uh, you know large part of lending being done in which areas etc whether it is geographies customer segments industries etc or if it is individuals then making sure that what is the impact that an individual may not let's say pay a loan for example if you have a pandemic then doing a simulation to say what kind of a issue may be have on the underwritten portfolio and things like that so all of this is really possible using technology that is one part on reducing risk the second part is about the broadening of the inclusion itself if we were to look at it uh, today when we say broaden the inclusion it's not just at the bank branches but to really enable branchless banking branchless lending where beyond brick and mortar you are able to approach people where there is a need so if you were to offer the loan where there is a need uh, typical examples is if i had a consumer loan then i am saying that when you are buying a television i am able to offer a consumer loan there itself based on your history you can straight away scan a qr code and that pops up the loan application formula you digitally sign that and you got the funds in your account now that would be a 2 minute process for getting a personal loan which is profitable for the bank and it's also good for the customer because they are able to immediately finance their requirement then is the aspect of being able to use kiosks use mobile phones like mobile banking etc to access loans and importantly use money that can use come offline into wallets to be used so that it is cash in hand given where the person is able to use the extra funds for their own needs also where you say that you know you have inclusion being driven by intelligent automation which is using data where you have a history uh, of transactions and other data being analyzed to make sure this is an efficient process so i think when we look at the expansion of inclusion it will involve the benefits of of course economic growth and uh, poverty reduction etc from a perspective of benefiting both the society as well as the economy but also look at the core elements of reducing risk and making sure that you have more channels that can broaden the inclusion than just having a people based approach all right let's turn the spotlight on to you what is it that you're offering that helps with this where where does your technology fit into everything we've just been discussing kia ai is a company that is focused on overall spectrum of uh, financial solutions so when we look at financial services solutions that includes aspects of uh, digital lending solutions but also the channel solutions that could enable the digital lending so the aspects that i spoke on which is to broaden the inclusion we provide the channels like uh, mobile banking apps the online banking capability chatbots as well as the metaverse to be able to extend the outreach for loans being originated and then you have the aspect of 
the core systems itself which constitute digital lending so there we provide the digital loan origination solution where you have the ability to have ai based solutions that could render the whole part from automating the entire origination process from campaign management to data capture automation linking it to the apis in the backend for credit scoring risk assessment and the fraud detection we do also the loan management process or the finance management for the loan which is including the aspect of servicing the loan managing the repayment processing interest calculations and importantly the entire life cycle of collection and delinquency being done in automated fashion we also have the analytics tool what we have done is looked at the ecl process the expected credit loss statements process the management of that being parameterized through what i would term as business intelligence tools firms have access to the entire loan analytics in terms of alm gap the funding requirement the cash flow forecast as well as looking at the non performing assets on a live basis with the data on the flow when we look at the benefits for our customers uh, we are able to increase efficiency for our customers we are able to manage and reduce the risks for the customers because we use the ai powered solutions to make sure that data is provided data is processed and accessible through what we call as inferences drawn from the processing of data through the algorithms and importantly when we look at customer service that's what uh, one of the areas that we uh, the customers have seen a lot of benefit from our solution is everything from uh, bots being able to take through the entire life cycle of a loan being able to look at the stage in which the loan processing is after you applied is all shown both to the customer as well as the users in the lending firm uh, as such so you are able to automate the process the bank can choose to outsource a process to let's say a business correspondent and provide them our tool to capture data so there is always a live monitoring of data at all the stakeholders whether it is the customer the business correspondent the agents or the employees of the bank and of course the investors and underwriters rajesh majanka managing director ceo and co-founder kia.ai 